This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231 is the number for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is the Packet8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features. We give them away. Uh, those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We do it for free. freetalklive.com. Well, if you've been listening for the past few days... You know, uh, th- I think pretty much since uh, Saturday, we've been doing some pretty heavy uh, heavy coverage of the Ed and Elaine Brown case, the trial uh, that has been going on here in the state of New Hampshire in federal court in Concord. And uh, both Ed and Elaine Brown charged with a variety of so-called tax evasion charges, uh, conspiracy to commit blah, 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 lots of different conspiracy charges. And uh, we've been following the case. It's been just... A very sad situation, uh, something where the government has once again just been railroading people in uh, into jail, uh, not allowing them to present the defense that they wanted to present in their own trial, and uh, once again instructing jurors that they aren't to judge the law itself when, in fact, that is something that juries can do. And it's just been yet another outrageous tax freedom case uh, to hit the courts. And it's had some major effects, um, of course, on the Browns themselves, also uh, reverberating effects throughout the country with people paying attention to this case. Many people, in fact, driving and flying from uh, from around the country here to New Hampshire in order to support Ed and his wife, Elaine. And uh, finally, after a number of days talking about it, we've actually managed to get the man himself on the line. He is Ed Brown, and he's currently on the line with us from his home in Plainfield, New Hampshire. Ed, are you there? I'm here. Yes, sir. Well, um, I'm afraid we've fi- finally gotten in touch with you on one of the worst days to uh, to do so, Ed. What what occurred today in uh, in federal court? The uh, state of New Hampshire. Oh, I hit the button. The state of New Hampshire aided and abetted the federal uh, government to destroy my life. How so? Effectively. Well, I lost my wife today. No lies. Bogusness. Governor, then the governor should have stopped these people from doing what they're doing, but they're not. Governor Lynch. <laughs> they found uh, they found you and your wife uh, guilty in in court today. Mm. Who cares? What the, they found the jury. They found us guilty of what? I don't know. <laughs> There's a variety of different crimes. I'm exactly. not sure. So-called crimes. Exactly. Well, uh, what crimes? What are the crimes? I personally don't think they're crimes. You didn't. You never hurt anybody. Um, to me, it's a crime never, when you. I never committed any of the crimes they say. They never, they never even brought them up in court either. If you look at the transcripts, there were no crimes brought up in court. You actually were in. Both. You were in court for a while last week, and then on Friday, you just you threw up your hands and you said you'd had enough. What was it that sure. pushed you over the edge to where you just decided, forget this, I'm staying home? I caught the judge tampering with the jury. Tampering with the jury? Yeah, Judge McCullough was tampering with the jury coming in and going out. He disallowed all evidence. He disallowed all uh, witnesses except one. Uh, he would not let me address the jury with the facts, and that was my job and responsibility to give the facts. He disallowed it. Uh, and he suppressed any solid evidence that we were going to present. So I said, well, what's the point going back? You know, if I felt like I wasn't getting a fair trial, I think that I might be tempted to do the same thing. So, Ed, um, now that they've found you guilty and um, they're probably going to come get you at some point, what are you going to do? 
They are, that's the big thing. They're going to come and get you. They, they certainly are. They certainly are as well. So what do we want to think we should do? We did this for, for our country and for you guys. We didn't do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We were also already wealthy people, remember? It's right. an investigation that we were conducting. We could have paid those taxes anytime. If we owed them, they wouldn't tell us that we owed them, ever. Right. So he says, you can't show us that we owe you the tax? Then I, I'm not going to pay you. Simple as that. You show me the law where I'm obligated to pay those tax, or any other American in the States obligated to pay those tax, and I'll pay you. I'll let you check right now. I know you've, you've given him that offer. Now, yeah. We, oh, right in court. Right in court, we gave him that offer. What um, There was a claim, there was a counterclaim, and I'd like to have you address it. The IRS, you had, you had said, I think in uh, an interview that we read uh, with you earlier last week, that uh, you and your wife had attempted for a decade uh, to, to talk geez. to the IRS and uh, get them to show you the law. The IRS countered that by saying they tried to get in touch with you, but you wouldn't take their certified mail. What's the real story there? All right. real story is this. <clears throat> For about five, six years, seven years, we tried even longer. We tried to get the IRS to sit down and, and uh, talk about this problem. Because we found a cloud on the contract. The contract being the, the DFW, you know, 1040 forms and stuff. They wouldn't talk to us. So finally said, okay, I'll talk to us then. No, they said, then in that case, then there's no, uh, nothing to talk about anymore. So uh, we just started sending all the mail back. They have no jurisdiction here. Yeah, that tax is an unlawful tax. We know that. So they, um, they they wouldn't set an interview up with you, so you just started sending their certified mail back? Yeah, for all those years. So finally, that's correct. So finally, they start sending us when we were turning our mail back, and they probably saw that we were turning all the mail. That's what they said. See, they're clever. They're really slick. They really are. you got to give them credit for that. You know, they really know how to be devious and criminal. They've been and doing it for 100 years. Yeah, they got a little good experience. So that's how that all happened. We went through every single charge that they, their allegation that they had, and every allegation that they had, we broke apart. And like tree was the main one. I didn't even know what that was until they, they told me about it. So we looked it up and studied structuring. If anybody else studies structuring, you'll see the same thing. Structuring is in fact only based upon unlawful money. In other words, drugs. Dealing, racketeering money, extortion money, whatever, and they try to launder it. Right. The suggestion was, uh, the, just to recap for uh, listeners just tuning in, the suggestion was one of the charges was structuring, and that is where you go in and you p- purchase uh, money orders, for instance, is one way to do it. You purchase money orders of a certain amount, and uh, you, you purchase them below a certain amount, and then you buy more and more, and, and so, therefore, it shows, you know, there's red flags that go up that say, hey, this guy's structuring um, by creating, you know, by purchasing these money orders in the way that he is purchasing them, you're saying that the original intention of the, the law against structuring was to put a stop to uh, to drug dealers and criminal gangs and that sort of thing, but now they're using it against you. When you had gotten your money, just, you, had gotten, you and Elaine had earned your money through legitimate means. She is a dentist. That is, that is absolutely true. Right. She, 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 from the dental office, as a dentist, uh, that's how the money was earned. Then we went and bought money out of it because... Uh, we stopped more money on it to give us a receipt instead of paying cash because we really could we paid cash because the IRS had they stole money out of your account. Well, they wouldn't talk with us, so they kept stealing money out of the account. So finally, we just said, "No, no, this isn't going to happen." So we started uh, taking money out in cash and just paying all our bills in cash instead of through a checking account. Right, 
Right. Well, then we said, well, with cash, and we said, well, what the heck? And, you know, the checking account's no good either because they, they take the money out that way, too. So we just went to post the money on it and paid off our mortgages that way and our bills that way. Well, they call that structuring. Wow. So well, you... hallelujah, brother. You're all criminals, guys, if you, if you buy money uh, in sequence. By the way, the way we bought money out of in law was correct and okay. Totally acceptable because they set it up that way. Hold on. The way so you bought money orders, what was what was totally acceptable? Twenty eight hundred dollars. Well, twenty eight hundred dollars at a time. Even uh-huh. if we stood together in line and she bought twenty eight hundred, I bought twenty eight hundred. So what? Yeah, I would but totally we, agree. So we, weren't to, we weren't hiding anything. And besides that, they knew where the, where the money was going to go, and the money went right right to the uh, to the mortgage from the bank. Right. A legitimate source bought the money orders to a legitimate source. So what are we talking about here? Hmm. Well. Uh, I don't know. I, th- that charge itself, uh, I find the strangest of them all. Well, they just trying. They were oh, trying yeah. to throw as many charges up against the wall to see what would stick. Um, I'm sure they were hoping. They, I'm sure what they were hoping was that they could throw a bunch of charges at you in a lane, and you'd get really scared and want to plea out. I'm sure they came to you with a plea bargain. Oh, up, they, up front. Yeah, but they knew we weren't going to. I wouldn't plea. I wouldn't accept plea in any circumstances whatsoever. I can't. I'm a man of honor. My wife is a woman of honor. We never lie, cheat, steal, or con. We cannot take advantage of any situation at all. That being the case, it's kind of like, hey, the old bridge will break if you don't bend in the wind. Well, we don't bend to criminals. Ed, I know know that you've had a long day, and I know you're very tired, but I still have some more questions. Would it be all right if we hung you through for one more segment? Sure. All right, Ed, hang on. We're going to bring you back for a little bit more here in a moment. 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Ed Brown, he is on the line with us right now being persecuted by the federal government. Wrongly so. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The packet8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. That's the number you want to dial right now if you've got a question for Ed Brown. He is the man who we've been talking about. Uh, he and his wife, we've been talking about them and their their case that has been in federal court up until today, where the jury came back with a uh, guilty verdict, apparently on all of the uh, the BS counts that they were uh, charging them with. Tax evasion, conspiracy to commit money laundering, I think was one of them. Right. Now, how can somebody be, be, be charged with evading taxes when that person writes a letter to the IRS saying, hey... I want to ask some questions about this tax law thing oh, you've got going on. you know exactly on. how, Mark. That's not evading. No, you know exactly how they do it. They do whatever they want to do because they're the government and they've got a lot of guns and men who aren't afraid to use them on innocent people, like Ed Brown, who we're now bringing back on the air. Ed, are you still with us? Yes, sir. It's good to have I you mean, back. I know it's been a long day and it's uh, it's probably yeah, been difficult to... No, I'm, a, I'm okay. My voice is just a little hoarse from talking so much today. Yeah. So. It, it's probably been difficult to get sleep. I can only imagine the situation that uh, that you're in right now. Yes. So you're you're in your home right now in Plainfield, New Hampshire. Uh, there are, uh, have been a number of supporters who have come by. I guess uh, are there people that are actually camping out outside? Uh, they have been camping out. I think I don't know. Man, that's I got to say yeah. that's dedication because it's cold in New Hampshire right now. Yes, it certainly is. Um. So. Ed, uh, with this news today that the uh, the federal government planning on, I guess, sentencing you and Elaine coming in April, <laughs> Elaine being prevented by the judge from even coming back to see you, what has this done? What has uh, this situation done to your marriage? Killed it. 
Mm. How many years have you and Elaine been together? Since 1984. Wow. What uh, what factors exactly uh, stepped in between the two of you? There was was there a point? Was there a point? She's gone. She's gone. They took her. They kidnapped her. They stole her. She's gone. She can't come back. She did decide. She did decide to uh, to go back to court. What was going through her mind at that time when she decided to leave you at home and uh, and go Ab- back to the courtroom? Absolute terror. Yeah, I can imagine she's scared. Absolute terror on these people. That's got to be tough. Um, so, and then the judge told her essentially she's got to stay with her son as a, because she's apparently so called violated her bail. Um, and so she's not even, I mean, you might not even see Elaine for a while at this point. Ed, they're probably going to throw her in the clink. Well, probably. And at this point, uh, they're expecting to, they're, I'm sure they want to, to snatch you up as well at their earliest convenience, but obviously with people being in, uh, on your on your property and maybe some people with video cameras uh, sort of defending... Oh, yeah, we've got lots of, lots of cameras. Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, defending your, what liberty you have left. Um, what do you expect their tactics are going to be at this point? Uh, do you feel like they're going to wait it out, wait for people to just go home to where it's just you? No, not at all. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to wait until uh, the wee hours of the morning. You know, you never really know. They could come... Uh, I doubt they'll come in the daylight simply because uh, the cameras can see too far, and, and mm-hmm. you know, if the, if people can't be miles away, can see the stuff if they're on this location. However, uh, no, no, I think they'll come in the night. They think we're at least not being expected. He'll secure us out this, make us feel nice and secure, and say, "Yeah, you're okay for tonight, Ed. You're okay tonight. Don't worry about it." Uh, and then, boom, you know, like tonight would be a good night for them to try it. That's why we want to work. First day, I keep myself wide awake. I yeah. stay at the level, all of us do. But we've got a grandmother Miller here, 70 year old lady. You've got a great what? It's a, it's a little bit difficult to hear uh, with your with your phone. Uh, great grandmother Miller is here with us. Oh, there's an older. Uh, th- that's right. I heard that there was somebody driving up in a bus. Is that who that was? No, that's somebody else. Oh, okay. There's another grandmother coming. There's another grandmother coming in. There have been people. Uh, people are following this case, obviously, from all around the country. And when actually, when I spoke with you earlier today, you, you were pretty frustrated at the uh, the situation here in America, with especially with this jury, um, when they were able to see some of the evidence that you and Elaine had wanted to present to them, but yet it didn't even seem to have an effect, or at least the because judge. Because they were rigged. The rigged jury, of course. Come right. On. These people come in. These things. They were set up. <laughs> come on, guys. It's over. America is gone. The court system is gone. Congress is gone. Senate is gone. It's all lawyers. Everybody's lawyers. Everybody's a lawyer. It's true. It's all lawyers. I mean, that, that's who's doing it all. So, and like somebody said, two hundred and fifty thousand. They said two hundred and fifty lawyers at the bottom of the ocean was a good start. I see two and a half million lawyers at the bottom of the ocean was a good start. We can get our country back that way. Now, Ed, like it or not, well, you well, know, I'm, I'm wondering. It does. It seems to me your your case is pretty hopeless for you. I mean, I understand you're making right. a sacrifice right. for us. Have you thought about just driving to Canada? It's not even that far from Plainville. You, you can't. No, you, there's nowhere in the world you can go today. Interpol, a multi-jurisdictional task force, and the cameras and stuff. There's nowhere you can. You can't run. I can't run anyway. I can't run. Hmm. I just not in me to run. Yeah, he's going to stand and fight at this point. I don't have any choice. I mean, I'm a man of honor. 
And what I have if, a commitment here to my country. I mean, look at the choices. That they, look at the the, uh, the corner that they forced you into, Ed. I mean, you either yes. give up and spend uh, who knows how long in jail, or you stand your ground and you uh, you fight for what die. liberty you have. No, I die. I stand my ground, I'll die. They will kill me. I know that. Come on, guys, say the word. It's... That's what's going to happen. That's what they plan. They can plan to shut me up because they know that I... They know that I know it is a Zionist, the Zionist Illuminati organization. That's what I've been promoting for, for almost a decade now. They know that. They now, hate that. Ed, um, okay, that's the problem. It, if it comes down to it, and they come in with the. Uh... You know the, the the troopers with the uh, MP5s and uh, you know in yeah, their yeah, army you know, army gear. Helicopters over here. The sheriff helping. Local police will be helping them. All kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Are, are well, you going to go peacefully, or what are you going to do? I, you, what do you mean? Do you, do you mean in a body bag? Yeah. I guess I'll be pretty peaceful, one, wouldn't I? You will be. You will yeah. be peaceful. I don't think. I don't get you. the. I don't get the uh, idea that Ed wants to go to jail. I don't. No, think I don't that's get that impression option. either. There's I just absolutely want... no way that I'm going to jail. Right. That's okay. not going to happen. So they're either going to forget about you and leave you alone, which is not bloody likely, or there's going to be some violence, essentially. Mm. And I wish it didn't have to be that way, but I, I commend you, Ed, for having the courage to uh, to make a stand for freedom, because not very many people have the courage that you do these days. Most people are Yeah, I aren't. know. And I'm, I'm really disgusted. I think most men have been emasculated in this country, and I feel sorry for that, because I'm going to tell you right now, what have I got here with me is a 70-year-old lady and her youngest son. Wow. And I, oh, and I do. At least there are yeah, some people David, still out I there. Got, I got a free. I also have a free skater here, David Ridley. Oh, David. Yeah, we, we Dave. Uh, we love Dave. He's a great guy. Um, so, good, good guy to have there with you. Um, Ed, you know what? We really appreciate you coming on Free Talk Live tonight. Mark, did you have any other questions? I don't want to keep him on the phone too much no, longer. No, he needs to rest his voice for tomorrow's interviews, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, hopefully there will be some. I hope that uh, I hope that, the, that they don't come sooner. I hope they come later and that uh, m- more attention continues to be brought to your case, Ed. More people continue to rally behind you. And maybe, just maybe... Uh, we can reinvigorate the flame of liberty here in this country, and uh, and I do wish you the best. Don't hesitate to get in touch with us here at Free Talk Live if there's anything else you want to get out to our international audience. Ed Brown, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you, sir. We really appreciate it, and have a good night. Get some rest. Good 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's packet8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, and that does include archives. An entire year's worth of the program right there on the front page of the website for uh, easy access, easy downloading. There's no charge. You just go and get them for free, freetalklive.com. And we've got something pretty exciting to announce here, Mark. We had sort of teased at it before, and now it has become all officialized. That's right. Ron Paul, New Hampshire Liberty Forum. 
Who's well, we the... teased it, but we don't know anything. What do you mean we don't know anything? Well, we didn't know anything at the time when we teased it. We just suggested. Right, it was an idea. Yes. And it has come to fruition at this point. I'm telling point. you, Free Talk Live, most influential radio show in the world. It wasn't just our idea, Mark. There were a few people who emailed the organizers at the same time who came up with the same idea. Oh, they heard it on the show, and before <laughs> you had a chance to write about it, they snatched it up and started emailing. Anyway, here's the copy. Who's the most pro-liberty individual in the United States Congress? Many people would say it's Ron Paul, and I'd agree with them. Register now. I can't imagine who else they would say. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th. Meet presidential candidate Congressman Ron Paul and other influential people who support your freedom. Register at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You know, with any luck, if uh, Ed Brown is still alive by the Liberty Forum, it sure would be great if we could somehow ferret him over there, sneak him in or something, have him go up and give a presentation. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. I hope he makes it that far, because right now he has been found guilty of so-called tax evasion from WMUR in New Hampshire, Concord, a man who's holed up with his armed supporters in his fortress-like house, for most of his tax evasion trial, was found guilty Thursday, along with his wife, of engaging in an elaborate scheme to avoid paying federal income taxes for a decade. Ed Brown has said he'll defend himself against capture if necessary. U.S. Marshals say they have no plan of escalating the situation. Oh, that means they don't have a plan right now, but maybe tomorrow morning they'll have a plan to escalate, because they're not just going to let him sit in his house. Well, I mean, it would be, um, obviously, they're not going to just let him sit there. They would be foolish to just go in big if there happens to be a bunch of people at his mm-hmm. house uh, hanging out. But if there's only a few, yeah, they're just going to go in. A jury decided Browns, uh, the Browns employed a scheme to hide their income and avoid taxes. They used $215,000 over 10 years in postal money orders in increments just below the reporting threshold to pay for their hilltop compound, so-called, and for Elaine Brown's dental offices. A jury also found that she didn't pay adequate taxes for her practice's employees. Bill Morse, the prosecutor, said, quote, I just hope this verdict sends a message to those who would rely on frivolous tax theories. Well, as we just uh, spoke with Ed Brown, just got off the phone with him a few moments ago, it's clear that um, he had done his best to get in touch with the IRS, to meet with them and uh, discuss the, his tax so-called theories. He, It seemed pretty simple to him. He had done the research and... Darn it, he just couldn't find anything that, uh, in law that required him to pay taxes. And so he wanted to talk with the IRS about it and say, hey, I can't find anything here that says I should pay taxes. Maybe I've missed something. Maybe you can point it out to me. And they ignored him. Just like they've been ignored. And, and Ed Brown making that claim doesn't, is not unusual. There have been many people in the United States. Yeah, it's not the have, first time that right. uh, somebody said, hey, you know, I tried to get the IRS to tell me where the, show me where the law is that I've got to pay these taxes, and they wouldn't do it. They won't even call They won't even back. answer. Right. So this isn't unusual. In fact, the We the People organization has filed a, a federal lawsuit over the fact that the, uh, the IRS will not answer questions. They won't give the information to the taxpayers to individuals who uh, may, well, want to clear up their misunderstandings. And it's easy to misunderstand the tax code because the IRS themselves can't even seem to get their head wrapped around it. It, There's been studies done that show that when you call the IRS, 
their little tip line, since they're all about service now. When you call up the IRS helpline and you ask the most basic, there's like apparently the ten most asked questions about right. the 1040 form. Duh. When you ask the most basic of questions about taxes, they think I think they get the the answers wrong 40% of the time, at least. The number might actually be higher, but I believe it is at least 40% of the time. That's what I've heard, too. So there's a good chance you call and ask the IRS a basic question. They're going to give you misinformation. So if they don't understand it, how are we supposed to understand it? Meanwhile, Ed Brown stayed in his wooded 110-acre home. The large cement-walled house features a watchtower that offers a 360-degree view of the rural setting. It's capable. (laughs) Wait a minute. I know that if there's a compound, it's got a watchtower. It's capable of generating enough electricity uh, in in case, for instance... uh, it's cut off from the main grid. He's got wind power and uh, solar power and that awesome. sort of thing. Brown said he'll defend himself against capture if necessary. He stopped attending proceedings last week, calling them a sham. A man who answered the phone at Brown's house Thursday afternoon said Ed Brown couldn't come to the phone but had expected the guilty verdict. Quote, he's here at the house and he's not leaving of his own free will, said the man who identified himself only as Bernie. He said Brown had not spoken with his wife since learning of the jury's decision. Elaine Brown remains out on bail pending the couple's April 24th sentencing. So we've got over three months until the sentencing. Hmm. And they could come around any old time in that three-month period to, uh, to try to snatch him up. Judge Stephen McAuliffe reminded Brown that she was under no circumstances to return to her home. She said, quote, it's not my mindset or my character. I have no intention of returning as long as he's there. She said she loves her husband, but added that his way of handling the case is not hers. Ed Brown is in contempt of court and has violated his bail conditions, said the prosecutor. U.S. Marshal Stephen Monnier said Thursday that members of his staff continued talking by phone with Brown, but had no plans to confront him. It would be months before the Browns are sentenced, and marshals have to consider how to seize the Browns' assets, possibly including their home. We've established a good line of communication. All of our conversations have been amicable and friendly, and that's how we expect that they'll continue, said Monnier. The Browns, who were charged with conspiring to evade taxes, conspiring to disguise large financial transactions, and disguising large financial transactions, maintain that there was no law requiring them to pay federal income taxes. Elaine Brown, who's a dentist who earned most of the couple's income, attended proceedings and accepted a court-appointed attorney to help her. She considered, then rejected a plea bargain earlier this week. McAuliffe has allowed her to stay with her son, who lives in Worcester, Massachusetts, but not in her own home. She testified that she'd tried to work out a payment plan with the IRS in the early 1990s after her tax bill significantly exceeded her estimates one year, the Concord Monitor reported. She said the IRS didn't respond for months, then demanded she pay her bill in full, plus interest and penalties, even though she had already made payments. She said she had eventually refused to pay when she later learned of an additional fine of $3,300, and the money had been seized from her bank account. On Thursday, a jury found that the couple spent over $200,000 through postal money order scheme, so-called, on real estate principal. Ed Brown, who's a retired exterminator, stayed home to protest a system he said had already convicted him and a media that he said was in search of sound bites over truth. Quote, this is Ed, Most Americans would cower and cringe and raise their hands and surrender like a good little slave. He told reporters at his home this week, I won't, under no circumstances. I do not tolerate cowardliness oppression, bulliness, and I certainly don't tolerate a federal agency that has absolutely uh, zero jurisdiction in my state, never mind in my country and in my town. 
During the past few decades, Brown has claimed membership in several anti-government and militia groups, including the Constitution Rangers of the Continental Congress of 1777, the Constitutional Defense Militia, and the Un-American Activities Investigations Commission, which he founded. Hmm. So as we continue... You know, I wish him luck. I do, too. I don't want it to end in bloodshed, but at the same time, I totally understand and respect uh, what Ed Brown is doing. He doesn't want to go to jail, yeah. and that's his only option. As far as the government's concerned, they want him to go to jail, and they're going to do what it takes to get him there. And if he doesn't want to go, they're going to kill him. And apparently he has resigned himself to that uh, possible end. And I wish it didn't have to happen that way, and I hope that the uh, the people that are going there uh, to his home... Some people even camping out outside of his home in the cold New Hampshire winter in order to help defend his freedoms. People with video cameras, cameras standing at the ready, hopefully, in case uh, something happens within the next few days. How long they will stay, how long their dedication will, uh, will remain, we'll see. And we'll continue to bring you the updates as we learn about them because we've got people on the inside. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, and you can enjoy them on us, freetalklive.com. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, for instance, becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and learn about the AMP program. It's a very simple idea. Since we give everything away on the website, we're just simply asking you to step up and support the show. Um, and what you do is you sign up essentially using PayPal or any major credit card, and you get on a monthly contribution sort of a deal. Uh, it's automatically deducted from your account. It's 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. And what happens is we take that money in and we turn it around into promotion for Free Talk Live. We advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Right. We have, um, we have magazine advertisements in the Talkers Magazine, which is sort of the Bible of uh, the talk industry. We have um, Google Ads. We also go to uh, conventions um, very infrequently. But, uh, you know, right. they're not cheap, and they would cost us, you know, a, it's like a, a $2,000 I don't uh, think we go. <laughs> um so you it's know, based very, on that, and you know, the conventions themselves have been very helpful uh, in getting us on. Sure, it has stations. because it shows that we're serious to the radio station people. And uh, anyway, it's been very effective, very useful, and over 320 of our listeners have decided to become Free Talk Live amplifiers. Plus, there's some perks involved for you as well, like access to classic archives and the amplifier-only call-in lines. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That is amp.freetalklive.com. News out of Atlanta that's not so great. There's a new crime, apparently, Mark. And I'm sure you've heard of uh, driving while black. Yes. It's essentially uh, driving while black is what people label getting pulled over for no reason other than the fact that you're a black person driving in a car. Um, it's bad. It's, uh, it's racial profiling. It gives racist cops the opportunity to harass people that they don't like, in this case... Uh, redneck white cops in the South harassing black people behind the wheel for whatever reason, because they just don't like them. Yeah, I would and say that uh, some people, some blacks up north would probably say that they uh, were more likely to be profiled, too. Oh, I'm sure it happens everywhere, mm -hmm. but this is a story out of Atlanta. CreativeLoafing.com reporting Adrienne Carmichael didn't understand how little it could take for her 17-year-old son to land in jail on a disorderly conduct charge. She says, I thought disorderly conduct was if you got out of control with an officer. 
but a broadly worded category of the crime known as DC-6, as in disorderly conduct 6, has emerged as a heated controversy in some of the city's poorest neighborhoods because it appears to allow police to arrest people simply for hanging out. Residents that doesn't claim, make any sense. Disorderly conduct for hanging out? Get, you'll, you'll get it here in a moment. It's craziness. Residents claim the charge amounts to an excuse for harassment. DC-6 is the most frequent non-traffic offense cited by the Atlanta police. As of December 18th, 7,551 DC-6 arrests. That's since December 18th. Hmm. Uh, oh, wait, excuse me. We're made in 2006. Uh, 22 per day was what it was. Outpacing criminal trespass at 5,000 uh, plus and drinking in public at over 4,000. So this was their number one non-traffic offense in the year of 2006. It's easy because um, it doesn't. it's really ambiguous. It doesn't have much, uh, you know, if, if they charge them for knitting while intoxicated, then they would have to prove that they were knitting and that they were intoxicated. But disorderly conduct, hmm. just the cop saying it. Yeah, you're being disorderly and stuff. To me, it's a direct contradiction to the Constitution, says one councilman, Ivory Lee Young, whose district includes the area where Miss Carmichael's son was arrested. He said it sounds like, or she, Ivory, not sure if that's a man, man or a woman. <laughs> right. It sounds like lazy Someone police work. <laughs> Carmichael told her son Robin's story at the January 6th meeting. She says he was walking to his great-grandmother's house back in September. A man who sat on the porch of an abandoned house asked Robin for a light. He stopped and lit the man's cigarette as a police officer pulled up, she says. The officer asked Robin where he kept his drugs. When Robin told him he didn't have any, the officer searched him. Carmichael says the officer found nothing and then arrested her son for disorderly conduct in a known drug area. Ridiculous. Carmichael says it seems to me police officers have made their own definitions of these charges. When When she took her son to court, she says the citation couldn't be found and that his name wasn't even on the docket. Atlanta police couldn't find an incident report that correlated to the ticket number either. But she worries that a warrant could be issued for his arrest or that the ticket will pop up months later. You know how these bureaucrats are. They lose the paperwork and then all of a sudden there's a warrant out. Right. They lost the paperwork and then you didn't show up for the uh, court case, court date that you never knew about. According to the D.C. 6 order, oh, Carmichael says the police are being paid to protect the citizens, not to harass them. Well, surprise, surprise, it doesn't work that way, sweetie. According to the D.C. 6 ordinance, here you go, Mark, quote, It shall be unlawful for any person to be in or about any place where gaming or the illegal sale or possession of alcoholic beverages or narcotics or dangerous drugs is practiced, allowed, or tolerated. You are... So not allowed to be in or about any place where any of those things are uh, practiced, allowed, or tolerated. And what defines a place? <laughs> I mean, now, am I allowed to be in the same room as the? Um, as long as I'm not at the same table, am I allowed to be at the same room as uh, you know somebody smoking crank, um, playing uh, solitaire with if themselves you're not in the for same, money, well, and you're not uh, in the, if drinking you're not, alcohol? If you're not in the same room, that still might qualify as being about. Oh no, no, no! Wait, I'm just asking. Can I be in the same house, or do I have to be in the same room? I think if you were even can next I be, door, wait, that wait, would be yeah, about. Can I be in the same you know block, but not in the same house? Can I be, you know, I mean, these, this is the question. Right. Place. Man, that's ambiguous as hell. How am I supposed to follow this law? You can't. No. They, it, no, obviously Well, you're not. a white boy, so and you don't have cop, a problem. The cop didn't prove that there was any gaming, drugs, or anything going on in this well, house. Well, apparently if someone has gotten arrested for drugs in the area, that might be enough. Like, let's say they just arrested. Now, I'm not sure. I don't have the law in front of me, the full text or anything. 
but let's just say someone in a neighborhood got popped for drugs. Therefore, you're in a place where there's drugs being practiced, uh, allowed, or tolerated. It's ridiculous. What that means, essentially, according to Creative Loafing, is that a person can just be arrested simply for being in what the police designate as a, quote, known drug area, even if he or she just walks down the street or chats with a neighbor. And that's problematic, according to the ACLU's legal director, uh, Jerry Weber, because the law is so ambiguous that it invites discriminatory enforcement and therefore may be unconstitutional. Weber says it's one of those catch-all laws that police use when they can't think of any other charge. It's a street-clearing device. Weber says the ACLU is seeking the right case for a legal challenge. A police employee who spoke on the condition of anonymity says there's no official list within the city that would designate a location as a hotspot for illegal activity. Instead, the employee says identifying known drug areas is, quote, all up to the officer's discretion. Yeah. I think there's drugs around here. You're it, under arrest. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You, I'm standing around. You can't prove I've committed a crime, so you arrest me for this? I mean, go find the drugs. If I'm in a drug area, go take care of the drugs. Go take care of the alcohol. Go take care of the gaming or whatever. Don't arrest me for standing here. And another department employee also spoke on the condition of anonymity, says, oh, by the way, Atlanta police officially refused to comment on DC-6. They don't have to comment. Chief Richard Pennington scolded zone majors at a recent staff meeting for citing DC-6 too often. The scolding came after one of the meetings in which residents complained, and at the same day that uh, Creative Loafing requested the DC-6 records. This creative loafing company um, is actually is a Weekly Planet. Are you That's familiar? right. Okay, yeah. just wanted to know if you knew. They call it uh, the Weekly Planet down in Florida, but it's called Creative Loafing in uh, elsewhere. Atlanta. Yeah. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number if you've ever had an encounter with the police where they just threw some lame charge at you like this. It's pretty disgusting stuff. And you can expect that uh, if this holds up in court, if they actually do bring it to uh, to court, which I hope the ACLU does, if it holds up in court, boy, are we in a scary place. Very scary. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jason in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey. What's on your mind? Well, uh, yeah, I've been had that happen to me with a with an officer. He pulled me over, said I was doing 51 in a 25, mm-hmm. and then he wrote the ticket for 56. Okay. So he was, he, was, he was bored. It was 2 a.m. I got off my delivery driving. So, you know, they need something to do, so why not go arrest innocent people? Well, I mean, you really were speeding. I understand. I agree with you that speeding... No, but I wasn't. That's the thing. Wait, I thought you were doing... Wait, oh, you... No, he quoted me as doing 51 in a 25 and then wrote the ticket for 56 in a 25. But you were actually only doing 25 or 30 or something? About 31 to 34. I was coming down a hill at 2 a.m., nobody else around. I hadn't seen one whole car in the... Four miles that I drove. What did uh, What did you end up doing about it? Anything? Uh, I requested the police report, and he covered his tracks. There was I I didn't have any recourse because I didn't have it uh, recorded. So you ended up paying the ticket. Uh, they threw it out with six months of good behavior, basically. Huh, Don't six. get in trouble in the next six months. Oh, I see. Uh, you lucked out but, on that one. Yeah, but actually, I wanted to bring up uh, Dr. Kent Hoven to you guys. He's also been um, imprisoned. You'll have to charged. do it in hour number two if you'll hold on. We'll bring you back. Yeah, 800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. Someone else being thrown in the clink for taxes. We'll talk about that. Plus, the DEA cracking down in California again. It's Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That is 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away all the features there. Those are the radio talk show hosts. They charge for their sites. We do it for free. And we've got more stuff for free than those guys charge for. Seriously, freetalklive.com. Go take a look and see for yourself. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jason in New York, been holding very patiently. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Well, thanks for letting me hold over. I want to bring this to attention because um, Dr. Ken Hoven is a creation scientist. He taught uh, public school for 15 years, science, math, trigonometry, and it kind of worked into a ministry when he answered a uh, an, ad, uh, an article in a local paper about supposed dating of fossils. But uh, he has been fighting the IRS for about five years now on, let's see, they charged him with 12 counts of not withholding taxes from employees, mm. 46 counts of taking money out of the bank to pay ministry bills. They call it structuring. And one count of threatening an agent because he filed a complaint with the agent's boss for his numerous violations of the law over the last five years, the agent has been trying to indict Dr. Hovind on something. His uh, scheduled, I believe, he went through trial, and they thought he was a flight risk. So he has been in the Escambia County uh, jail system in Florida mm-hmm. since September. Yikes. Yeah, and he's the nicest guy. He will not lie. He has done nothing wrong. He doesn't have any employees because he's not a corporation. Although he has a ministry, he's not 501c3, therefore he's not under the jurisdiction of the federal government. But so, they just railroaded him like they did the other gentleman that was on your show earlier. Ed, Ed Brown, so they just threw a bunch of charges at him. If you don't have um, – yeah, you know, what does it take to actually have employees? I mean, Mark, you work with me here every night on the show, but you're not my employee. No. Whoa, there's the dog. <laughs> Let that Sorry. dog outside. Um <laughs> Anyway, so you're bringing this uh, to to our attention just because it's yet another person being railroaded by the state. Um, has he actually gone uh, gone into his trial yet, or is he being held for trial? I missed that point. Oh, his trial is over. Oh, okay. He is uh, supposedly going to find out whether they get an appeal, whether they get... Um, I presume he was found he guilty then. Exactly what happens, whether it's going to be the case is going to be dismissed or he's going to be acquitted uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is happening right now. Okay, so... Yes, sir. Happening right now. So Hmm. the jury is... uh, Wait, now, there's a chance he could be acquitted at this point? There is a a remote chance because he has thousands of people that have uh, been influenced by his ministry and know him personally, and they have written thousands of letters. Hmm. He, He was also fighting the county government over a permit... And because he is not incorporated, he is not under the jurisdiction to have a permit for building on his land, on, on the ministry's land. If you and that's uh, been if, going on for about six years. If you have a link to uh, any stories about him uh, in the news, yes, or something a- actually, like that. I was going to do it. Uh, obviously, triple W. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, if it's a long link, don't worry about that. I mean, no, just, no. DrDino.com. Dr. Dino. D-I-N-O? D-R-D-I-N-O.com. Okay. If you want the full story, go to the blogs. Find okay. the link for the blog. Great. We'll take a look September. into it. And, and, Jason, thank you for alerting us to it. We appreciate hearing from you, sir. 1-800-259-9231. I don't know. Creation scientist. What is that? That's somebody that believes that um, God created everything? Is that the... Well, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're taking the, uh, point of view and trying to prove with science that, uh, you know, that the world was created as opposed to, um, you know, most scientists believing in evolution, that kind of thing. I might completely disagree with his, uh, his philosophy in that particular case, but Doesn't I certainly matter. support his ability. Country. Yeah, <laughs> I certainly support his ability to, uh, to keep the money that he earns and not pay taxes to this criminal government of ours. 800-259-9231 is the Packet 8 toll-free line. Let's go to William in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, William. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? I uh, called y'all about a year ago talking about my um, citation for disorderly conduct when I was traveling to Arkansas. You're going to have to recap for, uh, especially, not not just for us, but for anybody who's just tuning in. What uh, what happened? Sure. I, um, my wife was written a ticket, and after the state troopers left the car and started walking back to their patrol car, um, I didn't lose my temper. I said a few things in the car um, about the fact that my wife just got written a ticket, and um, apparently uh, one of the state troopers is a pretty good lip reader. Um, because I got It looked like you said re- vacuum? Yes. Gotcha. Or something. And but it, I mean the uh the um expletives weren't directed at okay. the state troopers. It was just, you know, you were just making expletives because things F were this, F yeah, that. Things were unhappy right, for right. you. Right. Well, the uh the state troopers were already upset because I would not present my identification because mm-hmm. I was a passenger in the car. And I told them there was no reason for them to ask for my identification. Okay. Um, and, uh, eventually when I found that they were going to be, um, uh, I, I gave in to them mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I'd already ticked them off, um, come to find out reviewing Arkansas criminal procedure. I didn't have to legally present my identification to them. Mm. Um, and, uh, the, uh, I hired an attorney in Arkansas for $600 and the attorney said, well, it's going to be your word against the two police officers. That's no good. That's $600 advice. And Yes, and it's possible that you could spend 30 days in jail. Now, you know, I have a wife and a baby to take care of. They can't do that. So I, uh, so I pleaded no contest and have a criminal record now. Oh. Um, you know, they're just keeping the streets safe. Wait, what um, were the charges again? Cursing out a police officer? Disorderly conduct. That was the only charge you faced? That's the only charge. Wow. Hmm. Amazing. And so you were yeah. found, uh, you were found, or you pleaded guilty on that. What was the punishment again? Um, I had uh, six months of probation, and then my record would be expunged after six months. It's a racket. I had totally. to pay $250. It, I mean, it, it, you know, any, uh, any, citizen would be arrested for extortion if they uh, behaved in that manner. Absolutely they would. So um, 
you were essentially charged with this crime because you uttered a few curse words while you were sitting in the back of a police car. No, no, no. I was sitting in my own car. Oh. With the windows rolled up. Amazing. That's just despicable. Hey, William, quick question for you. What sort of uh, phone are you on right now? I am on a uh, singular wireless phone. Okay, it sounds like crap. Uh, I don't know, there's some sort of weird popping sound, and I think you've called on that phone before. No, I actually use my wife's phone huh. because you didn't like my, my phone. Ian so, doesn't uh, like popping noises, I can tell you that. Maybe it's something on the uh, the network side, but it's I just I just remembered it being you before, I thought. So, I mean, I thought it was maybe Oh, yeah, phone. it's me. It's perhaps a weird fetish of I'll, his. I'll, uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't have a landline here. I'm... I apologize. Hey, not a problem, man. We really appreciate hearing from you, and uh, hopefully you can get the heck out of Tennessee someday. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. The Packet 8 toll-free line. Let's go to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Long live free talk. (laughs) Hey, Dave. What's on your mind? I got the old-fashioned landline here. You sound good. They work work the best. Hey, uh, I'm curious to know what went on with your uh, discussion on the de- decriminalization of marijuana up there in New Hampshire. Oh, yes. I think we probably, you know, we hit that in hour number one. That's why you didn't hear it last night. Um, yeah, we went there uh, yesterday to Concord, and there was a, a nice turnout. I would say that the majority of the people in that room were for the decriminalization of marijuana. Pretty much uh, the... The only people that were against it were some of the police, and of course we had some police on our side in the form of law enforcement against prohibition. We had more police than they did. It went really <laughs> well. In fact, did I actually... Did they tell you you were going to grow breasts? No, no they didn't pull they, that one they out. They didn't do that one. They didn't pull that one out. Um, but essentially, I actually talked to one of the representatives by phone today that's on the subcommittee that's been assigned to look at this bill, and he said he was open-minded. He uh, was a former corrections officer, and he saw a lot of kids come into the jail that he worked at that he just didn't feel like they really deserved to be there. And so uh, I think, you know what, we might actually have a chance at making something happen here in New Hampshire, Dave. Hey, I think uh, they're pulling some sneaky stuff in California. Hang on, we're going to talk about that more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll-free line for you, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com is where you go. There's over 900 pages created by listeners like you just waiting for you there, wiki.freetalklive.com. And get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, attaining economic and personal freedoms in America's freest state. This three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, with some of the program taking place in the State House. Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And uh, somewhere you're going to want to be. Because Mark and I are going to be there. Yes, we are. And a bunch of other liberty-oriented people are going to be in attendance. John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, Ron Paul just it's a announced. Big, big deal, man. Get I, your tickets. I don't know what's going to happen, but I looked at the schedule at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum just to see where Ron Paul was showing up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be at the closing ceremony. Is that on Sunday? Sunday. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a reason to stay for the whole thing. A reason thing. to stay to the very, very end. And I'm, in, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Because he hasn't really officially announced his candidacy for president yet. As far as I understand it, he's formed an exploratory committee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
who knows what'll happen. It's it could be interesting. Either way, it's going to be neat to be able to meet Ron Paul and you know shake his hand and who knows maybe we can uh, if he's there Saturday night maybe we can pull him aside and get him on Free Talk Live for a little while. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. I get him to do a little promo or something for us. We're going back to the phones here. Uh, Dave in Montana, you're back on Free Talk Live, listening on KGEZ. You still there, Dave? Yeah, the feds are uh, up to their uh, practicing tyranny against the people in California after they voted in the medical marijuana. The feds has heard shutting them down. After a decade, it's been over 10 years now since California uh, voted in medical marijuana, and the feds still won't leave them alone. Right. They're practicing their fine art of tyranny these days. It's, that's all it is. And unfortunately, the California government and people don't understand how to stand up against them. Uh, they don't have the, the mentality uh, of the idea in their heads that they can even stand up against the federal government. So they. Go ahead. I find out that the only people that want it illegal are the ones selling it or the ones making money chasing it. You're right. Or they e- it's either one of those two or they're just ignorant and they haven't heard right, the truth yet. Right, or they're yet. just ignorant and, they, yep. and they're like the sheep and they believe that you're going to grow breasts. You, you would have, uh, you really would have been amused to have been sitting in the uh, the hearing that we went to here in New Hampshire yesterday, Dave, because they brought out the usual suspects, the attorney general, the chiefs of police, and yeah, some other... To, yeah, they try to scare you with all these self-important people or whatever. That right, they and they think. brought up the same old canards like, oh, well, marijuana is so much more potent now than it was in the past. And, right, <laughs> and I wish what? that nobody That's called them on that one because, really, the, there's a, such a quick rebuttal. varieties. Rebut- they don't understand there's different varieties. Plus, they don't understand plus that. there's They're an easy rebuttal way. to that. They're making a point that is actually in favor of marijuana legalization, and that is that if marijuana is more potent, it just simply means that you have to smoke less in order to get high. So it's actually safer. Well, you <laughs> could you could smoke a, a different variety, and it wouldn't even, you know, not that, it wouldn't... Uh, uh, you know, get you that high or whatever. Well, it's true. And, uh, well, I wanted to credit to one of the representatives who did take the time to speak up and say, look, you guys don't even understand this drug. You claim right. to uh, to be law enforcers. You don't even understand. There's a plateau. You can't go any higher. There's a certain point. I could go buy a bottle of vodka right now and down it in 10 minutes and drop dead. You could. I and I can't go get any uh, hemp or whatever. I couldn't have put it any better, Dave. Thanks for hey. the call, man. We appreciate it as always. 800-259-9231. Yeah, that's the point that the representative made. Uh, and thank goodness he made it. Because it was very, very important to, to point out. These cops were trying to paint marijuana as though it was this dangerous drug. Now, they didn't come out and make the old claims that Anslinger and Hearst did back in the day that it would turn you into a crazy, no, uh, crazy murderer. It'd be great if they did that because then it would show um, what you know, a bunch of ludicrous crap it is. Now, I noticed that most of the legislature, legislators there, it seemed to me, were um, ancient. Uh, you know, they, older. Yeah. yeah, they were either old or um, all old, of them over fifty. Old for the most and part. and uh, former uh, cops. Yeah. So I mean, there were several of them there. There was just no way they were going to be converted on anything. You know, right. they were looking staring at the ceiling. Oh, there's one guy fiddling with stuff. The and, Mr. Buzzcut guy was just sitting over there. He was the guy that was sort of staring at the ceiling, and he left for half of the the time. He was just gone. Yeah, just didn't. <laughs> you know, he knows how he's going to vote. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and that's just the way it's going to be. So I thought it was important that the representative brought up the fact that marijuana isn't like alcohol. As Dave pointed out, you can keep drinking until you die with uh, with alcohol. With marijuana, it doesn't matter. You can keep smoking it, but there's a certain point at which you can't get any higher. 
Like, you'll just start falling asleep yes. after that point. The worst thing that's going to happen to you with marijuana is you fall asleep. Right. But um, yet they tried to, to paint it with this brush of, oh, it's so dangerous. Now it's more potent than it ever was in the past. That's a good thing. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. Troy in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey there, guys. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to talk about Ed Brown a bit, and I just wanted to compliment him if he's... Well, he's probably not listening, but... He's got he dial-up. He could no. be, but uh, it's unlikely. Well, anyway, uh, he's, you know, taking a principal stand, and, and he's, you know, when he's saying he's going to shoot anybody that comes on his property to, to, to take it. And and uh, that's kind of what I wanted to mention is that kind of the dilemma that us uh, libertarians are in, and that is, uh, you know, we can go to court and argue these things, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, this legalese, how these uh, guys that want to get out of paying taxes, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to do it kind of a circumvent the law kind of, or, or, or even if they're right about the law, that what it ultimately ultimately comes down to is, is the gun. It's true. Right? Yeah. So we can, you know, talk about all, all we want, but, you know, they're going to... They want to take our money, and they're going to take our money. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard to fight the law with the with their own law. They'll just uh, the judge will just say, "Well, that's your interpretation," and dis and uh, and bar your interpretation from his courtroom. Yeah. So what's so what's the what's the solution? Is what I'm wondering. When you know the when, solution to what exactly? The tax well, situation. Just, well, well, the tax situation, or or anything like the mayor. Even though, if you want to use the marijuana situation, which is isn't a big deal with me, but but uh, you know the right to the right uh, to bear arms, the right to, to keep your own money. Like, I don't know what the exact solution is going to be, but I can tell you the general concept, and that is the Free State Project, to get as many liberty-loving individuals in the same place and have them stand up for freedom. When one of us is attacked, have the rest of them uh, rally behind that individual and uh, let this government know that we've had it, that we're fed up with their crap, and we're just not going to take it anymore. I don't necessarily think that the solution has to be a violent option. Now, Ed Brown is choosing uh, choosing that because they've backed him into a corner. He has no other options. He doesn't want to go to jail, so that's where he's going. Uh, that's where he's go- that's what he's going to do. He's going to use violence if necessary to defend what uh, what freedoms he has left. I don't think that's what we have to do to win. I think that uh, we can win without that. I think that we can win by persuading the people of New Hampshire in the free state to uh, be be of a more libertarian mindset than they already are today. Elect libertarian or liberty-oriented people, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, or libertarians, to office and turn the tide. Turn it around and move back towards freedom and stand up against the feds. I think it's the only hope we have against some kind of terrible, bloody revolution somewhere off in the future. There is strength in numbers, and the Free State Project is about getting numbers of liberty-oriented people to move to the same place. That's the solution, Troy. Thanks for the call, man. 800-259-9231. Speaking of standing up against the feds, we'll give you the details on the DEA rating 11 marijuana outlets in California. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features there 
we give them away, and that does include the updates. You get signed up, we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce. Updates.freetalklive.com is the way to learn about it. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And how close were the philosophies of Nietzsche, uh, Nietzsche and the Nazis? Check out the fascinating new DVD by Dr. Stephen Hicks, available at Laissez-Faire Books. How did the Nazis come to power in one of the most educated and civilized countries in the world? And what was Nietzsche's philosophy, uh, or was Nietzsche's philosophy, the inspiration? Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com, as in Laissez-Faire Books, lfb.com. That's a great website. The the whole, you know, just the uh, web address, I guess, URL. It's easy. Yeah, LFB. Yeah. I, mean, I wish we could have FTL. 1-800, we can't. 1-800-259-9231. The we can if we had enough money for it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it depends on if they want to sell, I guess. Well, DEA, everything's for sale. The DEA is at it again in California. We've brought you story after story over the past few years on Free Talk Live of the DEA continuing to do what they've done here again. Federal agents Wednesday raided 11 marijuana medical marijuana outlets in Los Angeles County hmm. this week. According to the L.A. Times, they apparently seized several thousand pounds of processed marijuana, hundreds of marijuana plants, an array of guns, and bagfuls of cash. Oh, by the way, no charges were filed. They did detain about 20 people, but no charges filed. This is how they've been doing it over the past couple of years. They go into these places, kick in the doors, take all their pot, take all their cash... And leave. Hmm. And, and then they don't charge any, they, they don't charge them. Because they don't want to fight the California right. medical marijuana thing. Why they just take everything. To, right? Why bother going to court? Why bother fighting? Why but if you... police are busting in and they're taking the evidence and they're taking all the money they can find mm-hmm. and they're not charging anybody. I mean, that's what cops that's are what supposed to do. They're supposed to arrest people. Supposed to. And when they don't, what are they? The equivalent of, are these just armed, an armed that's gang? That's what they are, Yes. That's exactly They're what they are. They're certainly acting like one. The simultaneous raid, well, get it, get this. The simultaneous raids part of an ongoing investigation. Oh, see Mark, they just they just haven't gotten around to the charges yet. They're investigating, taking the marijuana, taking the money. That's part of the investigation. And the investigation apparently has just been going on for a few years now. They just continue to investigate the marijuana dispensaries and in the process take all of their stuff. And then when another one opens up, they continue the investigation by kicking in their door and taking all of their stuff, too. Just investigate ad, ad infinitum, yep. you know? They were the largest uh, such opera. excuse me, it was uh, an ongoing investigation by the USDEA, Drug Enforcement Administration, were the largest such operation in the county in recent memory. Five dispensaries in West Hollywood were raided, with the other six in Venice, Hollywood, Sherman Oaks, and Woodland Hills. The action by federal agents angered some local officials and was taken despite of state law permitting possession and cultivation of marijuana for qualified medical patients. Officials said that more than 20 people were detained for questioning, but no charges have been filed. Authorities would not release any information about uh, would not release information about any other people possibly detained at the dispensaries. Sarah Poland spoke Bureaucrat for the DEA's L.A. Field Division said agencies large quantities of marijuana-laced edibles that included, quote, anything from ice cream bars to lollipops to cookies to candies and candy bars. Dear God, can you imagine all these things ma- um, you know, made out of marijuana so these sick people would have an easier time to ta- um, intake- ingesting it? I think the suggestion there is she's not making it, uh, she's not overtly making it, but the suggestion is that 
Oh. These are things people could give to children. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. But yes, that that I I can see the suggestion is. Hey, there. but guess what? You can't actually good. buy if you're a child. You can't actually go into the marijuana dispensaries and buy marijuana. And and just so that. you know, um, the, you know the regular ice cream bars they taste better. In West Hollywood, agents in bulletproof vests, sunglasses, gloves, and face masks piled out of the stores. Four of which were on Santa Monica Boulevard with boxes and black trash bags full of seized evidence while protesters booed and shouted states rights and dea go away among other slogans at the pharmacy f-a-r-m-a-c-y agents loaded three cars with bags as amateur documentary filmmakers and medical marijuana users pushed against police tape the raid and protest clogged traffic and motorists honked their horns to show support for the demonstrators in all, Poland said, agents seized well over 100 boxes of evidence mm. and continued their work past 10 p.m. No, no. This isn't work. No. This is theft. This is thuggery. Out and out violence and thuggery against the American people. Against the California, uh, the people of California who voted in 1996 to legalize marijuana for medicinal purposes. And the system has been set up, and people who are sick are getting this product. And I'm sure some people who aren't sick are getting it, but they're getting it under a, a legal system. And the federal government doesn't care. They've got guns, and they aren't afraid to use them. And they know that they can push around the states, because the states have entered into so many different uh, agreements with the federal government. The state police, for instance, they get money from the feds in order to have drug enforcement programs. The state uh, education board gets money from the feds in order to get money for education. There's all sorts of uh, ties, strings that tie every state in the United States to the federal government. Right. And, and you know, so the they're states, afraid to rock the boat. The states have gotten so used to getting this money, they're not going to take any chances by protecting their citizens. They want that money. And it, 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 go, it was echoed today when I was on the phone with a local uh, representative here in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. talking to him about, uh, he's one of the guys on the subcommittee, talking to him about uh, the issue of decriminalizing marijuana. And he brought up the concern of, well, what about the federal government? And I told him that New Hampshire needs to be the first state to stand up against them. Because if New Hampshire has the courage to stand up and say, just say no to the federal government's stupid drug laws. If there's a state that's going to be um, courageous enough, it would be New Hampshire. If New Hampshire could stand up and have the cojones to do that sort of a thing, then maybe it would encourage other states to do similar things. Just stay out of us. Just stay out. We don't want you here. In fact, if you come here, we're going to arrest you. Hmm. That's what I would like to see happen. West Hollywood officials say they were taken by surprise. Only learning of the raids as they occurred. West Hollywood has a, quote, long-standing commitment to the use of medical marijuana for people with such catastrophic illnesses as HIV, AIDS. Uh, city spokes bureaucrat Helen Goss said, quote, We've been fighting to support the access of medicinal marijuana for many, many years, and there's just a great disconnect between the federal government and communities like West Hollywood, said a council member. Mer uh, medicinal marijuana provides comfort as well as relief to people who are seriously ill and seemingly they view those people as drug addicts who belong in jail as opposed to people who deserve compassion and assistance. But that's where you're wrong, Councilman Prang. The DEA doesn't care about the users. They don't believe that they're drug addicts. They don't care if people in California are smoking pot. They want it for themselves. They want the pot and they want the cash and they're not afraid to come and take it. So it would appear.
It doesn't have anything to do with uh, drug addicts or stopping people from getting their hands on marijuana. <laughs> the DEA knows that they're not stopping people. I talked to a former DEA agent once. He told me straight up. He knew not very long after he started the job. Yeah, he started with the idea in his head that he was fighting the war on drugs and they could win this war. It wasn't long before he figured out that, nah, this war isn't winnable. And yeah, every time you bust a dealer, another one just steps in to take his place. And he realized you know, that it was futile. They know it. You know, and I've I've heard, uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, Jack uh, from Leap. Jack Cole. Jack Cole yesterday. Uh, he said um, that, you know, when you pick up a burglar... In a given area, burglaries drop dramatically. Mm. And you, in some cases, in some smaller, you know, smaller and mid-sized towns, burglaries go away. You bust a rapist, and yeah, rapists, rapes stop. If you, yep. you know, you, you catch a serial killer, the killings stop. But if you arrest a drug dealer, it doesn't stop. It doesn't even slow down. You haven't put a dent in anything. Market opportunity is created for Ridic- someone else who's willing to flaunt the law and make obscene profits. is the toll-free number. More on the way on the California raids. Also, other news about the DEA. In case for some reason you still don't think they're corrupt and dirty as hell, we'll give you some more information about them. And this from an uh, an internal government study. You won't believe it. Coming up, Free Talk Live. Or maybe you will. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. Bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show, considering we give you all the features on the site for free. We ask that you voluntarily support us by buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com. we got Free Talk Live hats. Free Talk Live merchandise like T-shirts. There's also the Free Marketeer flag. Bumper stickers are there. You actually can learn how you can get a free Free Talk Live bumper sticker at store.freetalklive.com. Don't forget to shop for everything else you need in life at amazon.freetalklive.com. Yeah, you know them, the world's largest Internet retailer. If you enter through that link, though, amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of anything you buy in over 35 categories of products. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Talking about the scumbag trash known as the DEA. Criminal gang known as the DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration. Yeah, yeah, they're cops. Yeah, they believe they've got so-called authority. And apparently they believe that their authority overrides the so-called authority of the states and the will of the people. Because in California, the DEA, despite the fact that for over a decade now, California has had a law on the books that was voted in by a significant majority of their voters that essentially allows for medicinal marijuana in that state. The DEA doesn't care. They're just going to go around throwing their weight around, kicking in people's doors, stealing their marijuana, in, the ca- in this case their uh, medical marijuana dispensaries, public storefronts that people can walk into, show a doctor's note essentially a prescription for marijuana, and be um, sold marijuana. You walk in, and you walk out with pot. And so the DEA has just said to themselves, you know, you know, th- th- here's the meeting between the DEA executives. Mark, uh, looks like California's passed a law that actually allows for medicinal marijuana use in the open. Uh, people will be selling marijuana from storefronts. 
you know, Mark, we don't even have to do any uh, research anymore. We don't have to do any undercover work. We don't uh, busting these guys is going to be easy. We could just walk right in and take it. Right. I mean, before they had to, you know, sit down the street with a little monitoring devices, and they had to get warrants, and they had to and they had to go through a big process and investigate and stuff. Now they just have to open the phone book. Marijuana dispensaries. Up oh, there they are. I'll highlight that one. We'll go there today. Uh, in fact, we'll, let's hit all 11 today because that's what they did. They hit them all at the same time. Working uh, er, earlier this week, they took away over 100 boxes of evidence and continued their so-called work past 10 p.m. This is robbery, plain and simple, and it deserves to be well, fought back against. You know, it would be one thing if they would, um, you know, bring the situation to a head by charging these people so they could fight it in court right. and that kind of thing. But no. I mean, that, that should be their job. Now, um, whereas what they're doing is it's strange Grab and, and weird. Go. They just take the pot and they take all the money they can get yep. and they leave. I mean, they're stealing it. Because if they're not, That's exactly if they're, they're confiscating doing. evidence and they're not arresting people, to my mind, that they're just using their badge to steal. Back to the story from the L.A. Times. The spokes bureaucrat, uh, let's see here. Oh, Jeffrey, oh, we, get, we did that. West Hollywood Sheriff Station was notified of the impending raids about 1.30 p.m., an hour before they began, according to the sheriff. They moved in to help control the 50 protesters who gathered in the 7800 block of Santa Monica Boulevard near three of the stores. California voters approved Proposition 215 in 1996, which made marijuana available by prescription. SB 420, which took effect in 2004, clarified Proposition 215 and taken together legalized possession and cultivation of marijuana for qualified marijuana or medical patients. According to spokes bureaucrat Pullen, neighboring businesses and residents had complained about a significant number of the dispensaries. I don't know what they were complaining about exactly. And that there had been increased reports of crime in the areas around the outlets. You know what? Why on earth would there be increased crime around the marijuana dispensaries? Right. I mean, they have to have um, some kind of medical, you know, they have to be get a prescription from a doctor in order to buy mm-hmm. it from one of these places. And... Are the it's sick not that people? Much. Are the sick people the ones that are committing the crimes? Who? What sort of crimes have been on the increase exactly? Are you know? I'm sure it, you can find some crime that's been on the increase in every area, right. simply because some crime's going to be on the increase and some crime's going to be on the decrease right. at any given time. Right. They can spin the numbers however they want. She said, the bureaucrat said, anyone in possession selling or distributing marijuana is in violation of federal law and subject to prosecution. Though we haven't actually prosecuted anybody here in California for the longest time. In the last stories that we've read about this, mm-hmm. there was never a mention, ever, of anyone being arrested or prosecuted. They don't do it. They go and take the stuff and leave. There are hundreds of patients or thousands of patients in California who need safe and reliable access to a medication that their doctors recommend they use. And these raids are an example of the federal government going out of its way to interfere with the lives of patients and I would say interfere with the uh, lives of the caregivers who have put some money on the line in order to open up these storefronts. Yeah. Countered Steph Scherer, the founder of Americans for Safe Access, a national advocacy group for uh, medical marijuana use based in Oakland. She says, I think if California has a problem with our law, that our courts and our law enforcement should handle it. We have uh, no need for federal government to come in and interfere. They planned a protest. The raids came on the heels of separate actions taken Tuesday by the West Hollywood City Council and the L.A. Police Commission. The council unanimously approved an ordinance establishing permanent regulations on medicinal marijuana dispensaries, capping the number in the city at four. 
regulations. The police commission, meanwhile, voted to support a moratorium on new marijuana dispensaries in Los Angeles and for tougher regulations of existing enterprises. We just just can't let people do their business. You just can't let people operate their business how they want to. It's just never enough. You've got to have more regulations and more control. As though that's going to change things. As though, you know, I mean, what's the complaint? I don't understand it. You know, there's some CD people going in and out of this business. Well, you know, there's CD people that go in and out of lots of businesses. CD people like maybe Richard Eastman, a pro a medical marijuana activist who said he was diagnosed with AIDS in 1995, said he was horrified by the raids. Some of the pills that he takes to fight his illness said, take away my appetite, but the marijuana keeps me eating. As a result of the raids, Eastman, when they take these pills, it makes him sick. Yeah. Eastman estimates uh, that perhaps 2,000 people who ordinarily would buy marijuana for medicinal purposes, quote, won't be able to get their medicine tomorrow. And it's not like they can go to Savon or Thrifty. They should be able to. If, for instance, the, uh, the decriminalization measure that we were looking at yesterday passed in New Hampshire and the New Hampshire government uh, were to make a law outlawing the DEA from the state, then Savon and Thrifty could offer marijuana on the shelves. They could. There wouldn't be anything to stop them. And there would be profit in it for them, so it's likely that they would. The owner of one of the raided dispensaries said Wednesday that she was saddened that people won't be able to have the freedom of choice to use medical marijuana. Quote, we abide by state and local ordinances and state laws in providing a service to patients because they have the legal right by the state legislature to be able to make the choice of having medical marijuana as their choice of therapy. The dispensary owner said, speaking on condition of an anonymity, she didn't want to be targeted any further than she already had. She's scared of the violent organization known as the DEA. Now, if you don't believe that this isn't enough to, to prove to you that the DEA is an organization full of scumbag criminals, then here's a more example for you, for another example from StopTheDrugWar.org. The DEA has rules in place to safeguard the hundreds of millions of dollars of cash seized and forfeited from drug suspects each year, but DEA agents largely ignore those rules, says a review by the Justice Department's Office of the Inspector General. This isn't just speculation no. by Ian and Mark on Free Talk Live. <laughs> as much as that as we'll do at any given time. The lax handling of all that cash is an invitation to theft and corruption, the audit warned. It examined thousands of seizures between October of 2003 and November of 2005. During that period, DEA agents made more than 16,000 cash seizures, totaling nearly $616 million. You know, and you never hear about corruption in the DEA. I wonder if that's because it runs from the bottom to the top. Maybe. I mean, here's the Justice Department saying that they are lax. Like really lax with the money, they just you know whatever. Yeah. You don't think you don't think DEA agents are stealing money from these drug raids? That's exactly what they're doing. According of course to they the are. Department Inspector General, author of the audit, DEA agents frequently failed to count the cash they seized. Often didn't provide receipts. Rarely bothered <laughs> to record the seizures in agency ledgers, and frequently failed to have colleagues witness the counting and handling of the money. No, they're too busy running in with their helmets and their MP5s, blacked out. Failure to establish effective controls for safeguarding seized cash can lead to discrepancies, accusations of theft <laughs> can lead to discrepancies, or misappropriation it's a of big seized bag cash. Of cash. The lax procedures led to at least 12 instances where either the DEA's Office of Professional Responsibility, the OPR, or some other agency invested allegations, Fine noted. 
The investigation showed the DEA personnel didn't follow established controls for safeguarding the seized cash. Problems identified include agents not counting, not providing receipts, and they go on. But they don't say anything about anything that was done about it. They're just letting you know, hey, there's problems here. They're not counting the cash. They're not reporting it. Just want to let y'all know that. Okay, thanks. Hour number three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line, one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. We give them away. That, again, is freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, as a libertarian, as libertarians, we believe that uh, it's wrong to commit fraud on others, to right. defraud another individual. We also believe it's wrong to use force on others, uh, to harm someone else. To or, initiate force, right. Or to steal someone else's property. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initiation of force is, is a bad thing. And so that's why I get so upset when I hear stories like we talked about in our number two, with the DEA this week raiding 11 medical marijuana dispensaries in California. No arrests, no charges filed, just the DEA kicking in doors, stealing marijuana and cash from legitimate business owners. And by proxy, stealing marijuana from uh, those people who would have come to bought it, those uh, to buy it, those sick individuals with AIDS and cancer and uh, glaucoma and multiple sclerosis, just to name a few of the diseases that uh, that marijuana can assist with. Those individuals would, would, were supposed to go and buy their pot, and then they discovered their stores had been shut down, that there was no pot to buy. And what does that mean for them, Mark? What do they have to do in that case? Well, um, whatever the symptom is that the pot's treating, in a lot of cases it's uh, you know nausea so get, to get people to eat, um, well, you know, they're going to be not eating and therefore wasting away. Well, now the pres- my presumption would be that they still would want to buy their pot, so they'd have to call up a street dealer... Oh. Uh, one of the black market dealers, and uh, purchase the pot from them. Yeah, I wonder. At twice the price, or. Yeah, I guess that's what they're, 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 they're going to have to do. Right. So, and the DEA coming in there, taking a hundred boxes of merchandise away, probably thousands of dollars in cash. We just uh, finished up a story about how the DEA has been investigated by the Justice Department's Office of the Inspector General and discovered that. They just don't fill out reports when they uh, when they collect a bunch of cash. When they do a drug bust and there's you know a million dollars there, they'll just forget to count it, or they won't count it in front of somebody. They'll just write a number down on a piece of paper if they even bother to file the appropriate paperwork that they're supposed to file. There's all kinds of the, the, the DEA is rife with corruption. As you suggested, Mark, it may go from the bottom to the top of the organization, and I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. These people are untouchable. This kind of, um, I'm sorry, they're, they're taking, they're confiscating a lot of cash. It's a vice, it's a vice squad. Of course, they're confiscating a lot of cash. And if they don't have um, excellent, but in this case, even rudimentary um, tracking of cash, there's corruption 
everywhere. And think about how easy it is for them. I mentioned that uh, you know now they don't have to do investigations. They can just open up the phone book, find the medical marijuana dispensaries, and go there and, and uh, bust them. But also, they also don't really have to be too concerned about any sort of a gunfight either. I mean, when you kick in the door of a drug dealer, someone, a black market drug dealer, right. if he's a major player, there's a chance that he doesn't want to go to jail and that he's going to shoot you as a police officer if you're doing that raid. There's a much lower chance that a business owner, a legitimate business person, is going to go out guns a-blazing. Yeah, absolutely. They just, you know, they're... So it's a walk in the park. It's like taking candy from a baby. It really is. And, and they're not even arresting anybody. It's just the craziest part. It's disgusting, and it needs to be stopped. And if the if the state governments won't stop it, then I will. I really wish somebody else would. Let's go to the phones and talk to Crystal in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Hey, Crystal. Uh, Crystal. I just wanted to comment. I uh, have always been one of those people that was against marijuana use, mm-hmm. and I was diagnosed with small cell carcinoma in my right lung mm-hmm. about three months ago, and I have been in excruciating pain ever since. Um, it's cancer, and there's no drug on the market that's helping me right now. Mm-hmm. So a good friend of mine made me pop brownies one night, and it works. And what it, what, no, what's wait, it do? On. Yeah, what is the, first of all, what are the symptoms of uh, small, small cell, cell carcinoma, carcinoma, and what does marijuana <laughs> do for you? I have um, a persistent cough. I cough up blood and mucus constantly. Oh, gosh. I have a pain in my chest that feels like... Someone is always stabbing me. Mm. I get maybe five or ten minutes of relief every now and then. And and well, how do you get the relief? Just it just goes away, or just, it briefly lets up. Are you and able to sleep? Very brief. Are you able to sleep with this kind of pain? Barely. Yeah, you wake up all the time. I'm always awake with it, and I can't keep food down now because I'm always in pain. Are you able to work? I work from home, and I'm able to manage that, but not much. That's yeah. fortunate. Now, what what happened uh, when you tried the marijuana brownies for the first time? I felt relief within 30 minutes. What specifically Real from, relief. From what uh, portion of the uh, the discomfort were you feeling relief from? The pain subsided. The stabbing pain? I could take a real breath again. Wow. That now, you, you're not pulling our chain, right? I mean, no. this is just it. See, the, the I fact, never believed it worked. I thought people were crazy. You thought it was just a bunch of people that wanted to get high. Yep. Yes, I did. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what so many people think is, oh, yep. come on, marijuana. It, everybody, wants to, everybody wants to smoke marijuana. But, you know, it helps people. It really does. And if she says it helps her with her pain, who the hell are you to say otherwise? Absolutely. Exactly. And you can't tell me that it doesn't work. You're not living my pain, and it's wrong for them to... I mean, California did a good thing 10 years ago. Yep. The DEA is really screwing them up. They're over. a bunch of bad, bad people at the DEA. They, uh, they deserve to be punished. And I wish somebody would have the courage to fight back against these violent thugs breaking and entering and stealing people's property. I now, couldn't... I couldn't agree with you now, more. Now, Crystal, when you... Now, you're in Iowa. There's no medical marijuana provisions there, is there? There's no there's no provisions here, and I I break the law just to um just to feel better. I don't I don't blame you. You got to do what you what you now. uh, Just a quick question: How long does the pain subside when you uh, dose on a marijuana brownie? What sort of uh, how what's the length of relief that you receive? 
you're not going to believe this, but I get relief up to 24 hours. I, I would. I, I would believe that. I, and I, I've been on Dilaudid, Vicodin, uh, Fentanyl, hmm. you know, It's all the drug companies' poisons that they put out exactly. there. Of course pot works better. The doctors have given me all of that, and the only thing that works any amount of time is Dilaudid, and that's a heavy narcotic. You cannot function on the lot. Right. You're doped up. And you only get about four hours of relief. Hmm. With pot, I can work. I can go to school. I can function with my friends. I'm not angry because I'm in pain all the time. Right. Wow. It's, it's hard to be in pain all the time. It's hard to be nice to your significant other. It's hard to be nice sure. to your kids when you're in pain all the time. Exactly. You know, exactly, and they just don't realize what they're doing. I can't imagine the frustration those people felt going, okay, well, i got to stop by the pharmacy and grab my dose so that I can get through the rest of the day. And then they get there and shut down. it's completely shut down. You know, Crystal, I imagine it's very difficult for you to, to, to have this, uh, this cancer, um, you know, this pain in your chest all the time. Now, are you able to sleep from, um, you know, when... I, I guess normally it's difficult to sleep, and then if you have the pot brownies um, and ingest the marijuana, uh, you're able to sleep? Yes, sir. I um, sleep pretty well for um, a good six to eight hours after I've had them. Mm. And I, I, I make it with the butter, and I, I put it in my oatmeal or my grits or whatever. Wow. It just makes it really easy. I mean, I just cook with it. Thank yeah. goodness your friend uh, approached you with that suggestion. And it works. I really never thought it worked, but it does. Crystal, thank you for the story. We really appreciate hearing from you. And if you get a chance, we would love to have you uh, send in uh, your photo for the uh, the Shrine of Female listeners well, at, uh, at freetalklive.com. Thanks, Crystal. Awesome story. 800-259-9231. It just really, I have heard so many stories over time. From people, and in person as well. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to have someone call a radio show and make some claims. I have no reason to disbelieve Crystal, considering all of the other stories that I've heard from people yep. personally who've told me face-to-face that they get help from marijuana, too. And Crystal, the woman who just called in, she is the kind of person that the DEA is hurting when yep. they raid these businesses. These are the people that benefit from um, you know, these medical... Marijuana stores. The DEA might as well just hate people like Crystal. You know, just cause her to be in stabbing pain all the time where yep. she can't think and can't uh, can't sleep. Well, that's what you should have. Uh, you shouldn't be because able to get Because marijuana's evil. It's yeah. just a damn plant. 1-800-259-9231. It is truly a tragedy. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, and that does include the bulletin board system. We've got over 165,000 posts. We've got over 1,300 people interacting. It's all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com will get you to it. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. What's your liberty issue? The war on drugs? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers include Jack Cole, Executive Director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and Rob Campia, Executive Director of the Marijuana Policy Project, and New Hampshire residents who are working to end the war on drugs. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You know, it just can't happen soon enough, Mark. 
with stories like we're talking about this hour and last hour with the DEA raiding 11 marijuana dispensaries in California, just going in, taking people's pot and, and uh, money and leaving. Uh, with the DEA, a, a report from the government itself discovering that the DEA doesn't even bother to fill out the paperwork on the cash that they seize. They don't count the cash. If they do count the cash, they don't count it in front of witnesses. Obvious rampant corruption, and nothing is done about it. Nothing. They're just a bunch of violent thugs, plain and simple. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Brian in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. This is Brian Libertarian in uh, San Francisco. Hey, Brian. What's Um, on your mind? I wanted to uh, a wholeheartedly agree with your uh, comment about these guys being thugs, but yep. B, I wanted to point out they're essentially sentencing people to death here. What do you mean? Um, I mean, I've basically uh, participated a lot in volunteer work with people with HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. um, in San Francisco in uh, other cities around the world, and a lot of these people are within hours or days of dying, simply mm. because of the side effects of these really harsh chemotherapies right. you know, that are used to you know, help um, people with HIV. Sure. And I have seen people get basically off their deathbeds because of um, marijuana-based treatment. Really? They start to eat. They start to go out and exercise. They start to, um, you know, they, they rejoin daily life. What was hopeless from- is no longer with marijuana is what you're saying. Exactly. And it, it's not just something that, you know, has happened in a very carefully controlled environment. It's a very common thing. The problem is people who are, um, you know, diagnosed with HIV or other areas, they're vulnerable. They don't have the kind of influence in the federal government that mm-hmm. uh, the folks who are pushing the uh, war have. They also don't have a lot of cash to, to hire lawyers. That's right. I mean, they, they really they can't go out and say, hey, this is wrong. I mean, they're too weak. They're too sick. Um, they're, they're busy trying to figure out how they're going to survive. So essentially what they're doing is taking the last five or six active years of people's lives and saying, you know what, you don't deserve that because oh. I don't like it. Yeah, that is essentially what they're doing. And since they're not charging anyone with anything, no one can, char- can challenge it in court. That's right, and the people who are most suffering just have no um, public profile. Right, it's so it's so cowardly. I mean, they're going after the weakest mm-hmm. of people here. Yep. Uh, you know, they, it's typical of bullies, though, right? You, you, That's what they, they could. do. If they really <laughs> wanted to do something, you know, they could go after uh, you know some cocaine uh, warlords or something like that. Right. Walk in there with Tony Montana and his uh, hyped up on coke and his uh, automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Don't go after cancer patients. But he can fight back. Oh, right. right. That's that's what that just goes to show. They're, they're such just bullies, just the cowards. lowest scum. Any other thoughts yeah. for us, Brian? Uh, that was pretty much it. Just wanted to uh, tell you to guys to keep up the good work. Thanks for Thank the you. call, man. We really appreciate hearing from you, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the packet eight dot net toll free line. I was listening to uh, Eric Scott. We've had him on the show uh, in the past here on Free Talk Live. He does a show locally here in Keene. Listening to a show that he did based on the email that we read the other night from mm-hmm. Toby, where he'd emailed his local representative about the medical or about the marijuana issue, decriminalization, and the representative wrote him back and essentially called him stupid. The representative uh, snitched him out to the cops. He suggested that he roll over on his friends. I mean, it was just a despicable email, and we read it here on the air. And that's what Eric was talking about on his show, and it led to a discussion of marijuana. And one guy called in and said, after making several objections to legalizing marijuana, he said he just didn't understand 
why, with all of the other issues in the world, people focus on marijuana. He just didn't understand it. Well, it's and, it's fine and everything. I, I sort of understand where he's coming from. I marijuana's not the biggest issue in the world to me, but who are you know, who are you to say that this shouldn't be addressed? Well, the reason why people are addressing this issue, the reason why people care about this issue, is because there are millions of Americans who are affected by this. I understand that there are probably people listening to this show right now who've never smoked a joint in their entire lives, who've never really even come in uh, contact with marijuana, and to them, it's like a whole other world. It's not part of their life, and they don't understand what the big deal is. But for the millions of Americans who have smoked and are current marijuana smokers, or are like uh, Crystal in Iowa, who is a uh, marijuana consumer for medicinal purposes, this is a really important issue. This is a life or death issue, as Brian just pointed out, for a number of people. For some, yes. Not only is it a life or death issue for the medicinal patients, but it's also a life or death issue for you, even if you don't realize it. Because as you pointed out, Mark, there was one time when someone cut the top off of your uh, your convertible mm-hmm. uh, down in Florida just so they could get into your car to root around for some uh, some cash or a, or a car stereo or something like that because they wanted to go out and uh, sell it so they could get some money to buy some drugs. The war on drugs is an issue that affects every American whether they realize it or not. And some of us have realized it. Many people who fight for marijuana decriminalization haven't ever smoked a joint. They don't know anything about marijuana, but they know the consequences of prohibition, and they know that they're put at risk as a result of prohibition, and darn it, they don't, they don't appreciate that. And so they've joined in the fight. Yeah, It is really important. The Fourth Amendment's been flushed down the drain. Your right to privacy? No more. As a result of the war on drugs. So there's plenty of reasons why, as an average American who's a good little citizen and doesn't smoke pot or doesn't break any laws that you also should be concerned about this. Let's go to the phones and talk to Joe in Georgia. You can bring up anything on Free Talk Live. Joe, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, it's great. I'm enjoying the show today. And, uh, you know, I I do believe in what uh, you guys are talking about tonight very, very strongly. Marijuana, the anti-drug. Look it up on the net and see how many doctors are saying people have been able to get off of this or get off of that, get off of high blood pressure medicine and all that. But what I really called about was I was disturbed first time listening to you guys last night and your absolute denial of the concept of the new world order it's something they call themselves george hw bush spelled it out well he said it one time address right he said it one time he said it one time because Uh he didn't want too much focus on it before that it was called new order of the ages it's printed on the back of every dollar bill look at the dollar bill it is filled with Subversive use of sacred symbolism. Okay. Just like if you Google map and do a picture map of Washington, D.C., and you look at the capital area and you see that it is sitting in the middle of a great big pentagram, which <laughs> if you, you know, you come out a little bit. Okay. You know, the there's, all sorts of of inter- there's all sorts of interesting little things that you can find. And if you fold the dollar bill, it shows the World Trade Center crashing. Hold on, Joe. We'll give you a a fair shake. Hang on. We'll bring you back. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Mentioned it earlier when uh, Crystal called in, and you could be a part of the Shrine as well. If you're a lady listener, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Or if you're a male listener, you should go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see our validated lady listeners, women that have sent us photographs to prove that they listen to the show. You'll see what I mean. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables just sitting out there? Well, try SACL CAI. They do collections in a whole new way. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every customer interaction so you can check their work. Let SACL CAI handle any or all of your account's receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Now then, Joe, we're bringing him back from Georgia because... uh, Now, Mark, you tried to tell me over the break, I shouldn't have held on to Joe. I should have just let him go. But you know what? I want to give Joe... I want to give Joe a fair shake. You know, that's because uh, Mark actually does get a paycheck from the NWO, Joe. That's kind of like that's the right. Talk Live secret. Um, I'm, I'm, at, I'm a card-carrying Templar Knight, actually. Uh, look, oh, Joe. well, uh, yeah, let's spend five minutes together alone in a room, see who walks out alive. Now, Joe, all right. Now, you, you'd, you'd made a few points before we went to the break, and I just yeah. didn't think, I felt like you didn't have enough time. And now you were pointing out all sorts of conspiracy things, which we've heard well, no, before on Free Talk Live. And I'm telling you, now let me run through this here, Joe, and, and I'm going to ask you a question. all symbolism all over the place. I understand where you're coming and, from. There's and, you it. know, the Lady, Paula, the Lady Paula last night just drove me absolutely batty. It's the Jews, it's the Jews, it's the Jews. No, it's certain individuals that happen to have... Eastern European and Germanic last name. Everybody like, has their own level like of, what Rock, do you call it, Mark? Is like it, Rockenfelder. It's, it's a to, it, and I understand. It's a tolerance level. Many people yeah. will say things like, um, you know, it's the, it's the Jews or, you know, the people have their different theories. There's some people that believe that, in fact, it's lizard people from outer space. Oh, that, yeah, David Icke. Right. And, and so uh, these, these are the people that you're trying to separate yourself from. Not necessarily, because we're, we've all got valid points. There is something going on. I, okay, and, I see where you're coming is, from. But separating the uh, we background that is is plotting and planning and moving all the pieces. But here's my point, Joe. So finding the needle of truth in the haystack of conspiracy theories out there isn't worthwhile. You can get on the air. You can get on the air and make all kinds of claims about the pentagram symbolism, the Illuminati symbolism. If you just look in the right places, you'll see it. And you know what? Maybe it is there. I've seen some of the videos. I've seen some of the conspiracy theories. Some of it's very, very interesting. But my question for you, Joe, is why is it relevant to me? Why should I care about all all of this? Because there is someone to blame for the way things are all the way to and including what you guys are talking about tonight. But I don't need someone and to the blame. the general thuggery that is going on I don't need is someone the responsibility of someone. I don't need someone to blame to know I don't I don't need to see a pentagram to know that the government is bad news. It's not just this set of officials, it's all of them. All of oh, government as a concept in general is bad. It's way I, beyond bad news now, guys. It's way way beyond that. What do you mean? It is an evil force that is working to destroy this country, to destroy our liberties, to destroy the middle class, to merge us into a one-world government so they can all have 
their little piece of control. Hold on just a second, Joe. At the top of every single one of these groups. Hold on just a second. Um, yeah, I understand they're all held at the uh, the very the very top by these uh, powerful bankers, or Eastern European pe- people. Now you notice how over time, you know, the church has had schisms, and uh, there's different denominations, and um, you know, rock bands. You know, some singer the singer comes, the singer goes. There's um, you know, they break up, they they do their own projects. How come there hasn't been a splint off, splint, uh, you know, a split off splinter group of the New World Order that has broken off and then gone into competition with the current New World Order and therefore exposing certain aspects of each other? You know, this is one well, of the reasons the, that it seems so Ken- ludicrous to me. Look at the Kennedy family and look what happened. Um, no single family can have that much bad luck, guys. Come on. I don't. I, you're saying you're saying the Kennedy family's trying to uh, trying to out the NWO or something? Is that what you're suggesting? The Kennedy family has been fighting against this group, this other group. So Ted Kennedy's decades. a hero. Ted Kennedy's a hero. Yeah, I mean, T- Ted Kennedy you know, can go in front of this is uh, you know absurd. all the, Ted Kennedy could call a press conference right now and get I'm every about, media group right um, right there in I'm front of him, and he could the reveal brothers. the whole thing. What you're claiming is ludicrous. I'm talking about the brothers that confronted it. Look, the brothers okay. that are you telling me the Kennedys that some um, that some Kennedy out there right now couldn't call a pref- press conference and take care of this whole Bilderberger nonsense? Well, one of them had a nice chunk of media independent of the media conglomerate, okay. and uh, he just happened to fall into, uh, you know, uh, what's that area between Long Island Sound and Cape Cod? We're you know, losing just, we're losing sight of the uh, of the important point here, and that is that to me, and to other liberty minded people, Joe, all of this is entirely irrelevant. We don't need individuals to blame. We don't need to know who's behind the scenes. Maybe what some of what you're saying is true. Maybe some of it has. Uh, maybe some of it is accurate. But the point is, none of it matters. What matters is getting the government cut back way, way down to size, to at least constitutional size. And I would like to see it get cut back even further to zero, because government is an agency. And I agree with you on this point. It is an evil force. It is. Government by itself is an evil force. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It's in bad. Order to, in order to cut it down, we are going to have to bring people to justice and not the justice. No, you won't. You'll never do it. Today. That's absurd. They're in charge of the world, man. I mean, they're pulling the strings of every government and banking institution. And I mean, they've got, they, say they have all the, the ships, the planes, the bombs. What are you going to bring to justice? I mean, if what if this ludicrous story that you're talking it's about is true, I mean, essentially what you want to do is bring a deity, you know, a demigod, to justice. So you keep working for your justice, Joe, and you'll get nowhere, and we're going to keep working towards liberty, and we'll have success in the free state. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know what, Mark? I think you have a relevant email to, uh, to address this whole conspiracy situation. From the Celestrian? From the Celestrian, Um, Mark, Ian, Wayne, and the rest of what remains of the free world, I was listening to your show last night on the podcast, um, because I no longer have a computer at work, and after hearing all the other conspiracy theories, I too must confess that I have one of my own. (laughs) My conspiracy theory involves the most innocuous, sinister, insidious group of all, the Boy Scouts. Yes, that's right. The Boy Scouts are part of the New World Order. Who would have thought? However, unlike your other callers, I will explain how the Boy Scouts are part of the New World Order. 
other than just saying, the Boy Scouts are part of the New World Order there's as many secret... times as I possibly can in an effort to subconsciously seed that phrase into your mind. There's a secret pentagram badge, isn't there? <laughs> I will now illustrate why the Boy Scouts are part of the New World Order. First, have you ever seen a Boy Scout? Boy Scouts are nothing more than NWO's Hitler Youth. Notice how I incite an emotional response by saying, Hitler. Oh, crap. Mm. The, I'm sorry. The computer the, uh, crashed. Oh, I've got a computer problem. Okay, I got it. Um, notice how I, uh, he said, uh, notice how I uh, incite an emotional response by saying Hitler. The Boy Scout uniform consists of brown shirt uniforms. That's right. They're not just fascist totalitarians. They're communists, too. That feature of much of the um, that feature much of the trappings found on a military uniform badges, den numbers, which is their secret NWO code for regiment division number, and ranks. Cub Scouts, Weeblows, that's the most unfortunate name ever, <laughs> by the way. Boy Scouts, Eagle Scouts. They also display badges, which I will I will I made it to Weeblow, by the way. Um, we will uh, which cover in my second point, which provides more evidence of how the Boy Scouts are part of the new world order boy scouts are clearly being trained as shock troops for the impending <laughs> armageddon because every boy scout learns survival skills such as camping tying knots hunting for food and the use of basic weaponry including knives bows arrows and in some case firearms mm. they receive special badges when they attain a certain level of competency all right we're coming back with more as to uh his conspiracy theory as to how the boy scouts are part of the nwo more on the way could be could be true it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, well, for instance, voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. The whole process takes you less than a minute, makes a big difference for us because your votes... All total up to keep us in the top ten podcasts of the world. And you can head over and, and see that for yourself. Vote.freetalklive.com. All you need is an email address. takes you less than a minute and helps bring new people to the message of freedom and liberty. If that's important to you, vote.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a conspiracy theory. The Boy Scouts apparently are actually members of the New World Order, as uh, some of the conspiracy theories theorists love to promote. And the Celestrian is promoting his own version of mm -hmm. the theory, um, suggesting that they're brown shirts and that they're trained to become uh, shock troops. And where, uh, what else, Mark? Well, he said they receive uh, hunting and fishing badges, which is clearly a stepwise conditioning process to making the children insensitive to violence. And most importantly, when they commit acts of violence against other living things, um, why would children need to learn survival and weapon skills if they were to live in a modern world with modern conveniences and such skills have been largely rendered obsolete? This is clearly because the Boy Scouts are train, um, training their kind to become self-sufficient killers so they can continue to survive once they have killed their parents at the behest of their NWO masters. Even without the, um, the other claims, this conclusively proves that Boy Scouts are part of the New World Order. That's It's right there. It's right there in the Scout's Oath. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. You see, this part encourages Scouts to bl blindly serve laws of the country, making the Boy Scouts mere automatons mm. of their NWO masters, ready to kill without question of morality, of the morality of their actions. 
and to obey scout law. This is a part of the, the, the he's, he's breaking down the scout oath. And to obey scout law. You see, this is clearly um, shows the Boy Scouts, um, when they obey their, let's see, uh, obey their law and not the Constitution or the basic laws of freedom and individuality or the laws of their country, making them beholden only to their NWO masters, ready to kill without the morality. Uh, without the morality of their actions. Yes. Um, let's see. To help to help other trouble? people at all times. I'm sorry. I, there's something in here I wasn't supposed to read. <laughs> um, to help other people. Some of my own notes. To help other people at all times. You see, this part clearly shows that Boy Scouts will help other people to their deaths or enslavement. That's right. Yes. It's right there in black and white. To keep myself physically strong. You see, this part is clearly a hangover from the Hitler Youth, which, in an effort to ensure a capable fighting army for years to come, encourages their kids to be physically fit. Mm. It's right here at this website, www.geocities.com slash shire slash 9822 slash boyscouttruth.com. <laughs> this uh, shows... How there are droves oh, that's of that's not Scouts. a legitimate website. No, it's only it's legitimate if it's at freewebs.com. <laughs> I love all that those slashes, though. Um, it shows how the Boy Scouts are training uh, for war in the forest groves of America. And even Alex Jones is currently working on a documentary about that now. Let's see. Uh, mentally awake and morally straight is still part of the uh, Scout uh, oath. You see, this part clearly shows the Boy Scouts are mentally brainwashed to accept their role in the NWO and are thus awake to the reality that all of us are blind too. The, moral, <laughs> the morally straight um, part clearly il- illustrates how the NWO hates gays and will bring about a religious war upon all people of the world. Mm. Can't you see it? I hate atheists too. I'm just giving you the information, guys. Fourth, Boy Scouts are clearly part of the other tribe of Israel, because this all goes back to the times of Israel. You see, Jesus came to stop this, and um, it is the Boy Scouts, then called the uh, Per Explorator. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> probably, it's probably Greek. It's probably Greek for Boy Scouts. Um, named so after their Jewish masters as an armed Roman front to enforce their edicts given to them from Satan um, that were really um, that really killed Jesus. He's and, done such a good job with this. I'm glossing over and has <laughs> since tried to stop the message of their involvement from being spread. Hey, don't believe me. I'm just giving you the information. Go look up the information for yourself at www.geocities. Right. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Very cute. Let's go to the phones. Joe in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey dude, Joe. What's on your mind? Um. Well, with all this stuff that's going on with the uh, Browns and um, the war on drugs and everything, I was—I uh, have a copy of the um, the for a new liberty, mm-hmm. Murray Rothbard's book. Okay. On uh, I was started listening to it tonight, and I heard something that kind of caught my ear, and I thought it was kind of optimistic for um, for anyone who's working towards liberty. And they were talking about kind of the history of libertarianism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, somewhat of a new libertarian, so uh, a lot of this might be old news to some people out there, but I'm sure there are others who haven't heard this before. Okay. Give um, it to us. Apparently in the, I guess it was uh, the early 1800s when uh, Jefferson was the president, there was a, there was a lot of uh, um, partisanship going on between them and the Federalists. Mm-hmm. The Federalists wanted high military expenditures, the uh, central bank protective tariff, direct federal taxes, and public works. Right, Hamilton and his crew, right. Yes. And um, 
So I guess it was the I guess it was the War of eighteen twelve. It didn't say specifically in here. Um, and afterwards, we were we actually were under Federalists for a while. And uh, after a while, um, Andrew Jackson came in with the Democratic Party, and they destroyed um, the central bank, retired the public debt, and separated the government from the banking system right. until eighteen forty when Van Buren was defeated by, um, I don't remember, oh, William Henry Harrison, that's right. Okay. And um, brought the federalism back again, and that's basically what we've had since. And you're just giving us a history lesson, or what was the point? The point is, if, if history does repeat itself, like people say it does, I think this is kind of optimistic that, you know, we can take it back again. Oh, absolutely, we can. That's why we've joined the Free State Project and uh, moved to New Hampshire. And I just, hmm? just say it's happened before, and I think it can happen again. Excellent. And you know, it's good to be optimistic. I know uh, Harry Brown, who I'm a I'm a Harry Brown libertarian. That's thanks to him that I'm I'm here today. I think uh, Harry Brown always said that he had Pollyanna syndrome because he was just so optimistic all of the time about the chances for liberty. There's no point in being a pessimist. And I think that that's what you see to tie it back into the, the conspiracy theorists. They're all pessimists. They all believe the world is controlled. You don't have a possible chance of, uh, of winning in, uh, in, in this uh, new world that we have here in America. But no, I think they're wrong. There is a chance to win. We can change the hearts and minds of Americans, bring back liberty in the, in the United States, and maybe even the whole world. It is possible. And, you know, even if we can't bring it back to the whole U.S., at least we can do it in one place in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And thanks for the call, Joe. We appreciate it. Let's go to Dead Meat in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. I know I only got a few moments here. Uh, I was a Boy Scout for four or five years. Yes. And, Did you uh, ever have a secret satanic ritual that they put you through? No, but I know a lot of the younger kids did gay stuff in their tent. And I, oh, my God. <laughs> that's where me and Mark learned it. You know, I met him in Boy Scouts, actually. Really? I believe yes, it. Yes, true. God. Did you show him the ropes, or was it the other way around? Uh, we both showed each other our own ropes and learned how to tie knots with them. <laughs> I see. But see. anyways, uh, about that, you know, <laughs> they do have the Explorer Troop, which is like a paramilitary kind of deal in the Boy Scouts. Oh, do they? And then uh, there was this one kid I know that made an Eagle Scout. He went nuts. He ended up stabbing his pregnant wife not too long ago. Oh, wow. man. Freaking just freaked out. Well, there was that other story that we did, uh, I think it was last week that we read, an Eagle Scout who was in his 50s ended up killing his roommate over him being an atheist. Right, but this kid was, he was already whacked. I've known him since, you know, I've been in Boy Scouts since like third grade, mm -hmm. and I dropped out a long time before, uh, you know, this incident. But he went all the way to Eagle Scout. He's only my, you know, our age, 24, 25. Mm -hmm. uh, his wife came home one night and found him stabbing the cat, and he turned around and started stabbing her. Stabbing so, the cat. So back in the day, did you and Mark share a sleeping bag together? Uh, it's called hot bunking. <laughs> we did it frequently. <laughs> Um, you well, know, really I, I'd like to point out uh, right, right here that, in fact, um, Dead Meat is your age and could be in a, uh -huh. could have been in Boy Scouts with you. So you were his scoutmaster, is He's what you're saying? Ten years younger than I am. <laughs> so there's no way we were in Boy Scouts together. If you were the scoutmaster, it certainly is. Yes, well, I've never scoutmastered. Don't lie. Scout Mark, don't lie. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Dead. I called to talk about a county commissioner I did battle with tonight, but that's going to have to wait for another night. Very good. We look forward to a dead meet, and uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Hot.
what was it? Hot bunking? Hot bunking. It's actually a, the, what the term is. is uh, in jails where they don't have enough space. Um, actually, I think it works best, uh, works mostly in the military, but uh, in some jails where they don't have the sp- enough space for inmates to sleep, mm-hmm. they sleep in sort of shifts. You know, wow. So the ones work at night and some work during the day and they, they share a bed. And if they're sharing it together, then it's hot bunking. Well, they, they share. No, they don't sleep together. Oh. No. They just share the same bed All right. at different times. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.